Hi, this is Brother Scott with another Two Time Look in the Book. Today's episode is titled, You May Be a Fool. So, are you a fool? How many would actually answer yes? But would you want to know if you are a fool based on an objective standard? Some form of the word fool is mentioned 199 times, contained in 189 verses of the King James Bible. There are several ways fool and its derivatives are used in God's word. For example, person to person. In Genesis 31:28, Laban told Jacob he had done foolishly when he caught up with Jacob after he fled unknowingly with Laban's two daughters, his grandsons, and his gods. Another use of fool is when someone asks for forgiveness for admittedly acting foolishly, as Aaron did with Moses in Numbers 12.11. In Deuteronomy 32.6, Moses, at the end of his life, called the nation of Israel foolish people and unwise for being a perverse and crooked generation. David admitted to the Lord that he had done foolishly in 2 Samuel 24.10. In Psalm 14.1, David wrote, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Though as a matter of fact, the books of Psalms and Proverbs have a plethora of references to foolishness, the foolish, fools, and acting foolishly. Jesus used the term foolish to the lost sheep of the house of Israel in Matthew 7.26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Jesus went on to use a form of fool ten more times in the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now let's examine the use of fool and its various forms after the cross, which our Apostle Paul refers to in some of his 13 epistles. He demonstrates how the self-proclaimed wise are actually fools and how God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. In Romans 1, 21-22, it says, Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And in 1 Corinthians 1, 18-31, we read, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, under the Jews a stumbling block, and under the Greeks foolishness. But under them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, 
Not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And in 1 Corinthians 2.14, we read, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And in 1 Corinthians 3.18-19, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. So now, honestly, ask yourself this all-important question based on what you have just heard. Am I a fool? Well, have you become vain in your imaginations, and is your foolish heart darkened? Do you profess yourself to be wise, but became a fool? Is the preaching of the cross foolishness to you? If so, you are one who will perish. No matter how wise you believe you are, the foolishness of God is wiser than you, and the weakness of God is stronger than you. And are you a natural man who receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto you, neither can you know them, because they are spiritually discerned? So think how quickly your life has gone by already. In James 4.14 we read, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. No one knows when their last day will be. When you wake up in the morning, there is no guarantee you will see bedtime. Listen to 2 Corinthians 6.2 For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So hopefully by now you are wondering, what must I do for salvation so I am no longer a fool? When the jailer of the Apostle Paul and Silas asked that question, they told him in Acts 16.31, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Okay, so you may say, you have always believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm good, right? Well, there's a little more to it than that. Not a lot more, but a little. Here is the gospel that saves today. This is what Paul and Silas's jailer was to believe about the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is what you need to trust and believe in as well. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4 Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand 
by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. The very moment you believe and trust that for your salvation, God says he will seal you, and his seal cannot be broken. Ephesians 1.13 In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And another thing, your belief and trust in the finished cross work of Jesus Christ is all that is necessary. There is absolutely no work you need to perform to earn it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So hopefully this message has removed all of your excuses for not trusting and believing in the gospel that saves today. As mentioned earlier in 1 Corinthians 6.2, now is the day of salvation. Please don't wait. There really is no reason to. Don't be a fool. This is Brother Scott with another Truth Time. Look in the book.